recording? Hello. Yes. You look like the 4th of July. Oh my god, you were going to do it right away. It makes me want to hot. Uh, fuck. Oh, I, used no. to be, I used to be really good at it. Hold on. I feel like everyone's good at it. Shut up. <laughs> Let me have one thing. Oh, Al, you look like the 4th of July. Delaney has the best. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. Has the best Jennifer Coolidge impression in the entire world. Emmy winner Jennifer Coolidge. Emmy winner. Yeah, look me in the eye. We watched her. We watched her win an Emmy. Win an Emmy. This this woman has a prestigious award, and I'm so happy. I feel like the Emmys were wild. I feel like everything you wanted to happen happened. You know, not everything I love is gonna you know win. Um, but. The, the like 20 minutes there where Matthew McFadden and then Brett yeah. Goldstein both won Best Supporting Actor yes. felt like the universe knew I had had a bad time. And they were really trying to just give me a W. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a hot sec. Um, it's been a hot sec. And that's I decided my that... my bad. <laughs> Straight up my B. Uh, it's been a hot sec. We took a, a, a completely planned hiatus. Uh we both left the apartment, took some vacations, because we needed time apart from each other. You did not leave the apartment. No, I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, you objectively did okay, not. Okay, I've been exposed. <laughs> um, well, because we, we recorded the Movies We Hate episode yes. uh, the day before we went to Disneyland. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's how long ago that was. Yeah. And then that weekend, I was going to a family wedding. And I was like, oh, I'll edit at least one of them while I'm at the wedding. Uh-huh. I forget to bring my headphones to the wedding and yes. also get drunk two nights in a row with my extended family. Incredibly drunk. Not like, well, this wasn't the most drunk I've been. I got a lot drunker a week later. Yes, I know. And then I had my orientation week, for uh-huh. my grad program, and uh-huh. then had a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now we're back. Yeah, now we're back. And I decided that uh, it'd be fun to throw in a little, uh, little loop-de-loop by changing our entire recording <laughs> setup in the meantime that we've been doing this. While I've been in class, Natalie has been buying so many things. Please tell me it sounds better, because <laughs> I put so much work into this, and I bet it sounds the same. Um, so, sorry we were gone. Yeah, that's um, our, our bad. I'm sure people missed us so much. I mean, and they definitely noticed we're on the edge of their seats. The absence. I actually think that when we uploaded the wrong turn that I exported incorrectly, <laughs> people thought it was a cry for help. <laughs> but we're back. Not only did I set all of this up, I immediately was like, and you know what's great? I'll sabotage it completely by having both of us actively drinking wine. I put down coasters. A lot of stuff's happened. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to give your good news? Oh. <laughs> Yes, Rachel from The Bachelors. <laughs> Guys, Zach is the next Bachelor. Guys, Zach is allegedly the next Bachelor. I, but bad news, I haven't been invited on his season Which yet. is bullshit. Which is bullshit because I think he's my soulmate. No, people- Taika, if you're listening to this, baby, obviously that does not apply to I you. I mean, look, Taika, if you want to be on The Bachelor <laughs> and you want a 22-year-old girlfriend- I am 23. You're too old. No, that's fair. Uh, I, 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 I hear- your complaints. I'm mad how beautiful Gabby is. You did not like her. My first moods, com- my opinions completely <laughs> shifted. <laughs> you and did I really, a real 180. I did a real 180 on it. Um, well, my car was found. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess we. Yeah, because it was after I came. After you, well, the I was day you at left, the wedding. It was the day you left. I was in Monterey, and you went. They found my car. They called me at uh, 9:30 p.m. the day you left. Which I guess was after Disneyland. Yes. That's crazy. 
These past several weeks have been a blur. We also have new tattoos. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, I'm just trying to get all the news out of the way. We found my car. Uh, It is not in great shape, but... Could be in worse shape. Could be a nursery. Could be a nursery. So it's, you know, uh, all my stuff's out of it. There were hats everywhere. Like, at least ten hats. We went to see him. Um, Hats all over the place. Was crashed. (laughs) Uh, The tow guy was lovely. Didn't catch his name, but he was wonderful over (laughs) at Tip Top Toe. Um, If you work at the Beverly Hills Tip Top Toe... Let us know. If you work at the Beverly Hills PD, do y'all have like a... a do they, you, yeah. Do you have to submit a headshot before you're allowed to work at the, the BHPD? Because, our, holy shit. Our experiences with the North Hollywood PD and the Beverly Hills PD were... Vastly different. Oceans apart. Oceans apart. But yeah, so my insurance thinks they can fix it. We'll see. Uh, all my stuff was gone. So yeah, that's my update. And you know, it's still a saga. We'll see. It's good for the content. It is good. For it's the, good for the lore. The lore. The backstory. I've. Uh, the plot. Because I don't have enough stuff in my life yet. So it's good to add an additional crime. Yeah, we both got friendship tattoos. We got friendship tattoos. <laughs> Not weird at all. Completely normal. <laughs> Guys, I had a ba- I had a rough go of it for a few weeks there. Now, did you and I actively make fun of someone who got a friendship tattoo? Yes. Uh, we got little ones. Yeah, little stars. Uh, and the fun thing about our tattoos is that if we ever stop being friends, I'll just deny to, to hell and back that it ever had anything to do with you. Uh, yeah. no, I just like stars. No, I think that's the key with friendship tattoos. That bitch like, has nothing to do with this. My, my tattoo on my hip was technically like a tattoo with my, we just played footsie under the table. That was really cute. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, was with my senior year roommates. So I'm like, well, even if something were to happen, um, I can always like call it something else. Like, it's not like I have your fucking name on me. I can just be like, oh, I like moons. moons. I like stars. Moons and stars. I like the sky. I don't. You famously hate space. I <laughs> I hate space so much. Has anything else happened to us? I've, I've just been going through a bad time. But You've been I've, going through a bad time. But I'm better now. And yeah. I think I walked into, I genuinely think I walked into class today ready to like speak because of we watched this movie today. This, okay, yeah. I mean, look, this movie is the best movie it ever. Really, it really made my day better. Where are we right now, Delaney? What is the show? What's happening? <laughs> Give us an intro. Band, play us in. Welcome to Stop Your Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. I'm Delaney and I like movies. And I'm Natalie. Why did you drink right before you knew your intro was coming? I was thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Natalie and I do not. <laughs> I was thirsty. <laughs> I was thirsty and actively forgot that I have to do part of that intro. Well, Natalie's choice this week. What movie did you bring us this week, my dove? My favorite movie. Are you are you setting that in stone? Oh no, I've been yeah, it's yeah. been set in stone. Okay, for a bit. Um, ever since I saw a movie that wasn't The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock, <laughs> um, is Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, two thousand one, BB. BB. Pre-9-11. BB. I had to check the release date to see whether September this... September 10th, 2001. <laughs> came out pre or post 9-11. Yo. July 2001. Crazy. Yeah, this right? movie does not feel like it was that old. It has actually aged very, very beautifully. It threw me off the, like crazy. The only thing we kind of clocked was a use of the R slur. Yes. Which, 2000s movies can be a lot worse. Yeah. Like, this, this movie has really kind of aged really really nicely now with the way that adr is what it's called mm-hmm. can't they just get rid of that 
They could, yeah. If they re-released it, I guess. If yeah, they I mean, to. it's... If they were ever like, let's do a theatrical re-release. Right. I'm sure they could bring in... It was only... It was one time, and that was the only thing that I heard where I was like, ooh. Yeah. This reminds... Now I'm back in early right. 2000s. Like it, and maybe it's because, like, the style and the aesthetics of the early 2000s are also back. That, like, it, yeah. it just kind of looked, like, kind of normal for a lot of it. Yeah, it really did. Like, a lot of her outfits, I could see people have ass her wearing. And then some of them were awful. The, but the, but the, the, the one she wears um, for the, like, what, like, it's hard scene, where she's just, like, in a bathrobe. Like, yeah. it, it's, like, supposed to... It's green, to, right? It's green, and, like, I think she's supposed to be wearing it as a blazer, but it has, like, a robe tie See, around I the waist. I don't mind that one. I mind the one with the crocheted hat with the flower on it oh, and I like two that braids one. and the fur shawl <laughs> thing. Tell me that's not something I would Purple wear. Purple fur shawl Tell me shoulders. you could not see me wearing that. I can't see you wearing that. Really? I won't let you. Okay, I would not fair. let you leave the house with a, 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 a purple <laughs> I, fur shrug. What if I just wear it around the house? I can't stop you, unfortunately. I can't stop you from doing anything here, but I can legally, I guess, stop you from leaving the house. That's allowed. Apparently. Legally? <laughs> what I just said makes sense. Mm. I don't know if you were paying attention. I just want to... Um, I was. To, to the first second of this movie. Did you see the name that was on the screen before the title, before Reese Witherspoon, before anything? Joe Allen. <laughs> Familiar. This movie starts with a Mark Platt production. Really? <laughs> This the first name you see. Never mind. I don't want to do the same one. <laughs> Damn just, it! Just goes in like that pink, swirly, sparkly script. American Pet Prediction. They want you to feel safe. They're like, we'll lull you into false security. <laughs> yeah, I I always forget how good this movie is until I rewatch it. I haven't watched the movie. And I, th- I think we should like preface this by saying we both love the musical. We saw the musical this week. We, we watched the MTV recording of the musical. We did not go physically oh, see the musical. We did not. We saw it on a TV. We watched a YouTube of the stage musical. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, if I had said we saw a movie, that would imply we were in a theater. Yeah. Or like, well, when you say you see a musical, that implies being in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it does. I don't know how people in like the mid middle America would feel considering like, well, I would assume with theater because it's so rare that there's a filmed version. Yeah. You just have to assume that it was live because very few things can you watch. But I think there's also a difference between seeing and watching. I did not. I, I didn't see musicals until I lived in New York. Right. I had seen Wicked and had a panic but, attack. But, but you saw, you didn't see Broadway musicals, but yeah. you saw like community well, I didn't theater. See you saw professional anything. Right. I saw could, only middle school. We theater. could still have said we saw Legally Blonde last week, and it could have been the like back road street theater in North Hollywood putting on a one man production of Legally Blonde. Yes, it's a I man. would love to see that. <laughs> Is it Reese Darby? <laughs> I'd produce it. I would produce it. When is I will give you all twenty dollars of mine and you can produce it. Great. That's um, all I need. I mean, honestly, I'm a master of my craft. I think I, I don't know if it was saw it for real or not, but I like was looking at Reese Darby's like professional profile for some reason. I think I wanted to see like what agency he was under. Mm-hmm. He's at UTA. Yeah. But I saw something that said that you could like booking him starts at $30,000. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Could you just book him for like a party? 
<laughs> just come hang out and have coffee. Like, I guess you could. If it's for 30, I would also sell like, my body for 30 Beyonce sang at that wedding. She was a performer at that, that one Indian wedding. Like, I guess you could be like, hey. Um, but we are both pretty big fans of, like, the stage musical. It's just a good like, musical. Uh, you know, with if you listen to the Dear Evan Hansen episode, you know that I am very passionate about movie adaptations of musicals. I care less about musical adaptations of movies, yeah. but I do think that this pairing is well c- close to perfect. Just because, and you know why? Why? Because I think a trap that musical adaptations of movies fall into is trying to perfectly replicate the movie. Right. Whereas I feel like this movie and this musical fulfill two different purposes. Yes. In my entertainment career, in my yeah. zeitgeist, like, I can either be in them, like, I love them both, but I watch them for different reasons. Well, because the... Watching the musical gives me things that the movie does not give me. Whereas correct. a lot of... And vice versa. And vice versa. Whereas a lot of other adaptations will try to just be the movie on stage. Whereas, like, right. at that point, I could just watch the movie. Why would right. I watch the musical? Whereas watching this musical, I... It, it gets, it feeds different parts of me. This one feeds my feminist side and the stage musical feeds my need to be loved by a lanky... I made a mistake. <laughs> my leg's a little bit cold. My heart's a little bit cold. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> the setup, the new setup did not agree with me. It's live television, baby. With, with me talking about how this is a pretty good musical to movie to musical adaptation. Um, I'm so sad. <laughs> a lot of that will be cut out, but I just want you guys to know that that was a solid five minutes. I'm so bummed out. Everything <laughs> fell. <laughs> anyway. I'm trying so hard. Did they fall as soon as I said that? Yes. <laughs> I, I you wanted needed love tall. from a lanky white man? Yes. <laughs> Immediately one fell, I went to grab it, knocked my champagne over, went, I made a mistake, and then the rest followed suit. <laughs> so, uh... But, yes, um, I have not watched this movie in full since freshman year of college. We watched it in the strong common room. Wow. Um, because of course we did. What else would you watch in the strong common room? That was not with me, right? No, that was with like my roommate uh-huh. and like the other strong people. I think I've watched this movie at least once per year my whole life. Really? I love this movie. It's very good. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Um, the thing that the musical does that's different from the movie is that the musical likes to, it it, uh, it plays up the romance. Yes. Which is something I think the original movie is lacking. It is lacking. It is interesting because the original cut did a little bit. Yeah. At least the original cut ended with her winning the trial and then she and Emmett kiss. And then they decided to change it up and do the graduation ending because they were like, well, we haven't been focusing on the romance up until now. At all. Well, and I, th- I think that was a right decision right. because... I don't know. If you're not going to play up the romance, just don't play up the romance. They just end up together in the end, and that's fine. It's it's really interesting how much of the musical has the exact dialogue of the movie, but it's it's delivered completely differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's what they're they're but you're they are both like candy, but like different candies. Well, and again, it it, it managed to do what I feel like every movie musical like musical based on a movie tries to do. That then sounds kitschy, but for some reason, this musical is able to just incorporate it like so flawlessly. I think it's because it leans into like its campiness. Right. But I, I, I love, I love both of these. I, I, I forgot. Both. Like, I will say the one thing I do miss in the musical that is one of my notes I took while we were watching this 
Is that, is that, huh? Huh? What'd you say? The romance? Then I'm missing the musical, not the movie. Oh, the female professor? No. Oh. Interesting. I understand, while I love Holland Taylor in this movie, I understand why they condensed her. It made sense why they were like, why they, why they gave her hard assery to Callahan and her like feminist moment to Vivian. Like it, it, it just makes it easier. Yeah. Um. But that scene of Vivian and Elle, like, bonding. It is the sweetest scene. It's so lovely. (laughs) It's a wonderful scene. They both do really well. Well, and um, Reese Witherspoon and Selma Blair were already friends in real life because they had done Cruel Intentions. And so they, like, used that, like, innate friendship they had and, like, built on it. It's just so lovely. It's such a cute scene. And then when Vivian, like, says the things like, oh, you're sleeping with the professor, it makes it, like, heartbreaking. Whereas, like, in the musical, we're just like, yeah, Vivian's a bitch. And then at the end, she does a total 180. Right. Which is so fine. Legally Blonde Remix is a fantastic song. Well, it's interesting, too, because in the movie, they, instead of making it, uh, in the musical, instead of making it the misunderstanding in the movie, which is that she sees them, sees him hitting on her and leaves. Mm -hmm. In the movie, in the musical, she sees the whole thing. So she knows from the get that it was, it wasn't. Her initiating it. Her in the musical, right. she sees that happening, and, and then, that's kind of what makes them bond. And Warner goes like, "Oh, she's sleeping with the professor." And she goes, "Shut the fuck up, Warner!" Warner, <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Can I make a confession? Yeah, Warner's pretty hot in this movie. Yeah, of course he is. He's supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just not a Luke Wilson gal. But like when I watch the musical, all my love to the guy who originated Warner in the stage musical. I just find Christian Borle very attractive. Christian Borle's hot as hell. My grad program director, his directing MFA thesis starred Christian Borle while he was an undergrad. I God, Christian Borle's <laughs> so hot. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, we're just we're not talking about the musical. <laughs> but and until Legally Blonde, the movie, the musical, the movie comes out. <laughs> I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It, it would be interesting, though, because I would be like, what? The movie's already why? perfect. Yeah. And that's why I think it hasn't been done yet. Right. Um, but MTV, I mean, they they did enough. Yeah, the fact that we have a like a pro shot of this is very impressive, especially yeah. for, like, what, 2006 when yeah. it was on? Like, that was not something that people took into consideration. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched the Legally Blonde pro shot, it's so good. You gotta. <laughs> you simply gotta. Um... Yeah, should we just get into the plot? Yeah, I absolutely fucking adore this movie. This movie is, I think, a feminist manifesto. Yeah. Uh, which is funny, because I have convinced several people throughout my life that it is one, because mm-hmm. uh, Merck, Merck's not listening to this, and she won't care. Uh, and when I, we were in, like, high school, and she was like, I hate that movie, because it's, like, just this girl who's, like, wearing pink, and, like, she's at this law school, and, like, she's a total ditz, and I'm like... But that's the thing about the movie is that the I think the message of the movie that is so almost like revel- like so ahead of its time is that you can be feminine and still succeed. Well, and um, this was actually um, based on a book, right? Of a woman named Amanda Brown who was blonde and went to Stanford Law School and was obsessed with fashion and beauty and right. reading magazines and like felt this like it, it's it's refreshing to hear that this did have female writers, mm-hmm. which again was also crazy for 2001 I mean, it was a male director but it was a mark it, platt production <laughs> but it was written by three women um and i think that's why it feels so natural right like it doesn't feel like it doesn't even feel like it's trying super hard to be feminist it's not yeah and i think that's kind of the beauty of it especially not to like shit on modern movies but like it it's telling a story that happens to be very feminist and very empowering without like 
ham-fisting it. I, I don't know. Right. It, it just feels very natural. It feels well, and this also would have been right around. Although I guess with like 10 things I hate about you, it was kind of a the this vibe was, of like, the only way you can be like this is if you're not like other girls. The only, the only other example of like this that I, that comes to my brain is Daphne in the live action Scooby-Doo movies. Cause like her like weapon is her lipstick yeah. and like, but we have a good friend who's in law school and like reading through reactions to this movie. There are still people who are like, I didn't think I could go to law school and this convinced me. Like I didn't even consider law as a degree, but like seeing this did like, it's such a feel good movie. It's, it's really, it really is. Okay, so first thing we see, a Mark Platt production. <laughs> the first thing I want to see in every movie I watch. A Mark. Is it with a C or a K? With a C. Uh, I, I felt like I knew that one. I am going to make a very bold statement. Right. And say this is one of the best needle drops of all time. Into Perfect Day by Hoku. It's so good. We did a, when I was in Penn in high school, we had to do a presentation on like uh, the use of a song in a film and I picked this. It's and then did they bring it back at the end? Yep. Like it's and now like in the context of a proposal too at the end. This song is associated with this movie, but is also just associated with good positive vibes. It's such good vibes. Like it's really like strongly associated with this opening scene, but not too too much. Yeah. Like you can still use it in other contexts, but it gives you like this positive, happy vibe when you hear it. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I love, and so we see the uh, our opening sequence, which I love. I fucking I, I I love every part of this movie except for the slur. <laughs> um, we got this little sequence of like the sorority and the girls all blonde, which I think is just fucking hilarious. I know it's it's facetious. I understand that, except for the one girl who's their friend who's not. But like, is that when Serena? We, I think it's Serena. Yeah, when we get our intro round, it's like the girls and they're all doing different things. They have a letter, uh, a card, they're signing for a card. Which I actually can confirm. Look, also, neither of us were in a sorority. We went to a liberal arts college. However, one of my best friends was in a sorority. Mm -hmm. And she recently had to sign a card because one of her sorority sisters got divorced. And so it was like a, like, they were like, yeah, we we all have to sign a card to make sure she's okay. This idea of signing a card for a pretty, like, not mundane event, but not an event you sign cards for. Uh That happens in sororities. It's so sweet. <laughs> they sign the card. They're all excited because Al is going out with Warner. Warner Hunting the third, her long-term long-term boyfriend. boyfriend. And we're and everyone thinks he's going to propose. Yes, they're about to graduate their senior year. Yeah, there is oh, there's the scene of her getting her dress. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking love this scene. I love every scene of her getting the dress and the ladies like oh. Dumb blonde, daddy's plastic, easy commission takes it over, and she's like, "You should try this one." And she's like, oh, is that high viscosity rayon with like a, I think a quarter, like half inch. Half loop stitch. Half loop stitch. And she's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, that's actually impossible. You can't do that. So. And you uh, didn't just get this and I saw it in last year's Vogue. Yeah. It's it's just, <laughs> and it, it's, it's such a good example of like. You can be smart at things that people look down upon. Yeah, exactly. Smarts don't have to just be in STEM. Smarts can be in whatever you're passionate about. Sewing is also fucking hard. <laughs> I, I got especially a, sewing rayon i got a stem degree and i still can't understand patterns for clothing <laughs> how do people make them how like, i understand how to work? i understand how to like follow one but i don't understand how people make the pattern how do pants work 
it's so hard to make anything. And then if you go to make a skirt, they're like, nope, it's exactly what you think it would be. It's just a big old circle with a hole in the middle. I'm like, that can't be right. That simply cannot be correct. Well, and she has this whole thing. She's like, no, I always wear pink. I'm not going to wear pink. I need the perfect dress for this. She goes on the date. She's wearing pink. She's wearing a little pink, like... It's a really weird dress, but it looks good on her. Paisley. She's wearing, like, a pink paisley. Lava um, lamp looking motherfucker. And then she gets dumped. She gets dumped at this restaurant by Warner Huntington III. It's a tragedy because he wants something. He is going to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the fuck he knows that, he doesn't, but he's going to law school and he's just warning running to the third, so. Well, if they're about to graduate. He would not have gotten into Harvard yet. They might have rolling admissions. I don't know. We really should have called in but, Sabrina for But this. he was waitlisted. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I guess maybe he was waitlisted and then he was like, but I know my dad's going to fix it. Right. He had the um, misleading, misled confidence of a white man. Yes. Well, I mean, he was, he was well-led because it worked. <laughs> Um, and he's like, I'm gonna be a fucking senator before I'm 30. I need someone serious. I need a Jackie, not a Marilyn. My brother just got engaged to a Vanderbilt. He's a Vanderbilt, for Christ's sake. He's a Vanderbilt. Like, that matters. <laughs> so was Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that gets me. Is that, like, the Vanderbilts don't have that much, like, power anymore. It's- it's just a last name. It's just old money, which it also looks like Elle's Elle family is old is money. also old money. Elle is absolutely very wealthy. She goes to CULA. <laughs> that, uh, so that, that comes from basically they filmed a lot of this on USC campus, mm-hmm. but then like talked to USC and UCLA and they were like, no, please don't, don't use us. Don't include us, please. Um, which I guess was different. I think like the rules of naming are different between films and musicals because musicals just says UCLA. Yeah. Um, but I think that also could have been because the movie was already successful. And so yeah. UCLA was like, yeah, you can, you can use our Fine. name. Or maybe they just messed up the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just kept it. They're like, whoops. I did not realize that the, the whole, I have to go brunette thing is just in the musical. Yes. This one, she immediately goes, oh, I have to be a lawyer. Yes. Going brunette is never a good idea. Ow. Look. Ow. Natural brunette, beautiful. Thank if you. you are going to go brunette, you need to find, you can't just throw a box eye on your head and you need to find <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing. You have to fill it with red first. It's just as important to get a nice brunette as it is to get a nice blonde. You are a natural, I'm also a natural brunette. I spend a lot of money to have blonde <laughs> hair. It's a fucking nightmare. I've learned a lot about hair, hair maintenance. The rules of hair care are finite. Any Cosmo girl would know that. Um... <laughs> What the fuck are you yelling at me for? Your computer's so loud right now. Is it? Look, I think it kind of adds a little bit of a funk to the to the podcast that uh, every time we record, we're not quite sure if it's going to work. <laughs> it's a little it's a little Schrodinger's cat of us. One of these days, it's going to just completely not save, and you know that'll be fine when that happens. You know what? Maybe now's a good time for. <laughs> oh my god! No way. <laughs> because because it's either. I either do it here while she's still actively in the sorority and talking about being in the sorority, or I have to wait until we're with Brooke talking about Delta Nu. Uh, And at that point, we might be like past the whole sorority girl thing. This could be interesting. We might actually be able to do one where we have both our mini games happen before the end of the I know. (laughs) So I put together a mini game Uh about if you can survive specifically UCLA sorority recruitment. Gotcha. Again, I'm going to put a large disclaimer out here. Neither of us <laughs> were in sororities or went through recruitment. No sororities. We didn't have them in our schools. We both, I think, I think it's safe to say we both were growing up um, 
not like other girls. Oh girls. yeah, for sure, for sure. We both grew up Vivians. We both would still be cast as Vivians. Yes. Um, and so this is a very, very simplified version of recruitment. Recruitment is terrifying and it scares now, me. Now, when you have been describing this to me, I <laughs> have been so baffled and I've been expecting like a Mario and Sonic at the Sochi Olympic Winter Games. If I games. had time and did this before six hours ago, I would have loved to. Um, but I am stressed and tired. That's fine. <laughs> so will you survive UCLA recruitment? Probably not. First. You have $85 to register for yes. <laughs> for sorority recruitment? Great. You well, hold on. I do now. I guess I guess do you now, because a lot a lot of your like choices in this will be based on your personality. $85 now, so. would not be a financial burden to me or my family right now. So yes. Okay. So you will pay $85 just to register. That does not guarantee you a spot in any sorority. That's fine. That is just to register. Yes. Okay. Round one. This is also great because this is UCLA's actual schedule for next week. Okay. Round one. Tuesday, September 20th. 8.30 a.m. to 9.40 p.m. Are you ready? No. Okay, well, too late. <laughs> Open house round. Round one gives PNMs. What does PNM stand for? Pledges. Is that right? For no. Some? Nope. P&Ms or PNMs? Nope. You've already lost. <laughs> but you can keep going anyway. Would I be expected to know that? Kinda, yeah. There's a lot. So I, one of the I things. I would have, re- if I was. I know. I would research it if I was pledging. One of the things I didn't include in this is all of the crazy rules that they have during recruitment. I'm going to try and sneak as many in as I can. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them are like insane. Yeah. Um, round one will give PNM. It's potential new members. I don't think I said that. Makes sense. Um, it'll give them their first glimpse into each chapter. On this day, PNMs will visit all 11 chapters at their chapter facilities. So how I'm going to do this round is I'm just going to read you the list of sorority chapters mm-hmm. at UCLA. You might want to write these down or you can just remember. You're just going to go based on vibe of the name as to which ones you want to pursue into round two. I've closed my eyes. I'm ready. Okay. Alpha Chi Omega. Yes. Alpha Delta Chi. No. Alpha Delta Pi. Alpha Gamma Delta. Alpha Phi. Chi Omega, which is different from Alpha Chi Omega. Yes. Delta Gamma. Gamma Phi Beta. Uh, I guess Gamma Phi Beta? I don't know. I, no, Phi. I know, but I think it's Alpha Phi, which is weird. Anyway, can you tell neither of us were in Greek life? So, g- gamma, gamma Phi Beta, Kappa Alpha Theta, Kappa Delta, Kappa Kappa Gamma, Phi Sigma Rho, and Pi Beta Phi. Those are your 11 choices that you're all meeting on the first day. Um... You don't have to tell me which ones you are kind of choosing right now. Just kind of have an idea of which ones you might want to pursue in round two. Cool. Round two. The Kappa Kappa Gamma. I like that one. Kappa Kappa Gamma? Yeah, that sounds like it's a (laughs) fucking uh, Animal Crossing character. (laughs) So round two is Wednesday, September 21st. This is called the Sisterhood Round. From 10 a.m. to 9.25 p.m. P&Ms will have up to eight chapters to visit during round two. Chapter members will give tours of their chapter facility, showcasing the home away from home and the sense of community that their chapter has given them. Then PNMs will have conversations with chapter members where they learn what it means to be a part of this chapter sisterhood. During this round, PNMs may want to ask chapter members about their sorority's finances and any live-in requirements. And after this round, PNMs will preference their five most preferred chapters. Okay. So you can ask me about any chapter, any sorority, about their finances, about what their house looks like, about kind of what their vibe is. Will you have the answers? I have the UCLA Panhellenic chapter directory in front of me. Which one's the oldest? That would have to make me open a lot of tabs. Okay, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's probably Chi Omega. 
I don't know, maybe. Anything, uh, I'll ask the questions that I don't think you'll be able to answer first. Okay. Anything diversity related you can give me? Um, I really should have had these open. I was just thinking, be like, I thought you were just going to be like, tell me about Kappa Kappa Gamma, and then I'd click that link and be like, all right, about Kappa. Tell me about Kappa Kappa Gamma. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to say which is more compelling. Is it our 150 plus years of being a fraternity or the fact that we were ever founded in the first place? Uh-huh. Our beginnings in 1870 occurred 50 years before women would receive the right to vote and hold office in the United States. Kappa Kappa Gamma began at Montmouth College in Illinois. Okay. Decided to express their belief in women's potential. Um, their founders were taught to love learning and literature. Mm-hmm. Um, see their symbols. The badge symbolizes unlocking the mysteries in science, literature, and art. Um, the iris represents dignity and grace. The fleur is just a decorative symbol of the iris flower. The fleur de lis. Yeah. Um, sapphire, a symbol of truth, sincerity, and constancy. And their colors are light blue and dark blue. This was all for one? This was all for Kappa Kappa Gamma. God damn it. Um, are there any others you'd like to know about? Or you not just really. Or you want to go based on vibes? <laughs> you just want to go Honestly, based on vibes? Honestly, like, not really. Or I'm assuming none of them are going to be, like, historically black sororities- I don't want to put myself somewhere I'm not supposed to be. To my knowledge, no. Okay. If I am wrong about that, I will take that on myself and it will not reflect on you. Cool. Um, although Phi Sigma Rho says that they are a social sorority for women and non-binary people. They are oh. the first I've seen that specifies non-binary. Um, UCLA is also probably the most progressive, like one of the more progressive Panhellenic societies where yeah. if, we, if we were looking at UTs, not to, not to be mean to UT, but probably not the best. Chi Omega. Looking at Chi Omega right now. No, I'm saying I'm going to do Chi Omega. Oh, okay. Give Fun fact second. about Chi Omega. I was like, why do I recognize that? That's Sydney. The, that's the sorority Ted Bundy. Yes, that's also our friend Sydney sorority. That's the one that he murdered at. Uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma sounds fun. Chi Omega's symbol is an owl, their mascot. Oh. Okay, so you got Chi Omega, Kappa Kappa Gamma. Yep. Um, which ones have the word pie in them? Pie or phi? Pie. That will be Alpha Delta Pi? Yes. Okay. I was Pi Queen two years in a row. Of course you were. Because I could memorize the most digits of Pi. I and know then 84 digits of Pi. There is Pi Beta Phi. Sure. Okay. 84 digits of Pi. You have one more. That's eight? Five. Oh, I'm picking five. You're picking five. You're, you're allowed to visit eight, but you didn't want any information about any of them. Okay. Can you just read them to me again? Alpha Chi Omega. Alpha Delta Chi. Uh-huh. Alpha Delta Pi, which uh-huh. you have already chosen. Alpha, de- Alpha, Gamma, Delta. Uh-huh. Boring. Alpha, Phi. Uh-huh. Chi, Omega. Delta, Gamma. Gamma, Phi, Beta. Kappa, Alpha, Theta. Kappa, Delta. Kappa, Kappa, Gamma. <laughs> phi, Sigma, Rho. Pi, Beta, Phi. Pi, Beta, Phi I already picked. Yes, you did. It has pi in it. <laughs> uh, Alpha, Sigma, Rho. Phi, Sigma, Rho. Phi, Sigma, Rho. We'll do that one. Okay. You have picked your top five. Good gosh. You did not decide to ask about any chapters, finances, house, or any other details, but I am going to open- I don't know shit. <laughs> I am going to... I'm going to assume that it's sororities at UCLA. They're probably all going to have pretty nice houses. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The dorm that I was in at Vassar was the nicest one because it had burned down. (laughs) So they had to rebuild it. Um, So each sorority does have a charity that they regularly give to. Cool. That would have been great to know. Continue. Well, you don't find that until round three, philanthropy round. So which one supports the Proud Boys? (laughs) Hold on. No! (laughs) No, I don't think any of them support the Proud Just to be clear... I don't think any of these are supporting the KKK. That's like the that's the kicker is that you get there and then all of a sudden they're like, and we support meninists. So round three. Some people call it philanthropy round. Some people call it impact round. 
Um, this is a two-day event from 6 to 10.25 on Thursday and from 5 to 10.20 on Friday. And this is, you still have class? No, right? I don't think so. I'm assuming no. But like, you're like, you're like a freshman in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. like, so you're already stressed as all hell. Ryan and Shane both rushed and neither of them got in. <laughs> well, we'll see if you do. PMs will have up to five chapters to visit in person during round three. These are my five chapters, I think. Yes. Each chapter will highlight the impacts their members' philanthropy work and community service has on campus and larger communities. Um, you get to know chapter members better. And after this round, you will prefer you will preference your two most preferred chapters. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Okay. So based off of their charity work, based off of general vibes, but you haven't asked me about vibes up until this point. So. I got the vibes I need. Okay. Kyle Omega's making it to the next round by the way, just so we're clear. <laughs> so eighty pi, Alpha Delta pi. Uh-huh. Uh, their philanthropy is the Ronald McDonald House. Okay. Uh, the official charity of eighty pi internationals. Ronald McDonald House provides families with places to stay while their children are hospitalized. Yes, familiar. Um, they have an annual philanthropy event. Um, Where they all dress up like clowns. <laughs> that is a soccer tournament uh-huh. um, that raises money for Ronald McDonald House and is also to form connections and get to know each other across Greek Row. Oh, I thought they all look so fucking hot at that soccer tournament. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even mean that in a gross way. I meant that in like, I would be like, you get to wear knee high socks and shorts and like run around. Like that's a walking fucking college, college girl gone wild. Sorry, I... Okay, good. You're not squinting at me. No, I cannot find... Um, so all of them on their like website have like a philanthropy tab, and I'm having to search for Pi Beta Phi's They don't have one. <laughs> Pi Beta Phi believes that if you don't have enough money already... So I'll just skip them for you're not now. Meant for, it's not meant for you. Now, you do know Kai Omega's philanthropy. No, I don't. Yeah, Sid talks about it a lot. Let's make a wish. That Oh, that, I yeah. thought she just liked make a wish. <laughs> So, uh, Kai Omega's philanthropy. I was like, Ted Bundy? <laughs> is Make-A-Wish, granting wishes to, for children with life-threatening medical conditions. Um, and what kind of events do they put on to honor them? Pancake dishes. Um, this one at UCLA is called Kai Hop. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all you need to know. I'm, Kai Omega's going to the next round. I don't even need to question it. Um, it looks like most of Pi Beta Phi's philanthropic endeavors focus on literacy and education. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, Phi Sigma Rho. Phi Sigma Rho's national philanthropy is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the world's largest voluntary health organization dedicated to fighting a variety of blood cancers. Huh. They do Phi Row Your Boat. God damn it, these um, motherfuckers. Which is, like, I think, a rowing tournament? I'm, I signed up for a but rowing But the boats tournament. are made of recyclable materials such as cardboard boxes. That's You bad. should not put those in water. And plastic water bottles that to held together with duct tape. That's like our little setup. Yeah. You've seen how good I am with duct tape. They also hold a dance marathon. Those are two events I would suck at. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Kappa Kappa Gamma. I don't like losing. Kappa Kappa Gamma has been kind of kind of a, a, a big one for you so far. Uh, most recently, the Kappa Foundation provided a grant for Talkspace, an online platform that makes it convenient to access mental health resources and paves the way for accessible mental health care. Interesting. Um, it does not seem like that is... They're a little wishy-washy. It seems like they're a little bit wishy-washy on their philanthropy. If you are a Kappa Kappa Gamma, please prove me wrong. Or if you are a UCLA Kappa Kappa Gamma, update your website. I'm going to very confidently say I don't think anyone at UCLA listens to this (laughs) podcast. So, is there any other, um, information... Those are my five? Yeah. Fuck. 
So you've got uh, Kappa Kappa Gamma with Talkspace. You have Phi Sigma Rho with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yep. But the events that I would suck at. But the events that you would suck at. You have Chi Omega with Make-A-Wish. They're they're in. Um, Pi Beta Phi, Reading and Literacy. Just in general. Yeah. And then um, AD Pi is Ronald McDonald House. So I feel like I've only had two that I've named... <laughs> consistent philanthropy and also philanthropy you seem pretty confident that you're correct about 80 pi 85 80 pi okay 80 pi chi omega let's go all right were any of them cool like did any of them do like a philanthropy that was like looking for like dead people probably i'm gonna be straight up maybe with you, probably I could, not maybe I could get gamma gamma kappa to help me and we could support adventures with purpose so is there anything else you want to know about the vibes of either of these I mean, what can you tell me? Um, well, no. Let's say you're you're you are a member of that sorority. What do you think I should know? Well, hold on, because during recruitment, I can as a member of a sorority, I can only talk to you so much, and I cannot do anything that like convinces you to join my specific sorority. Um, what do you like about your sorority? The uh, Chi Omega has a dedicated DEI chair. Uh huh. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thank you. <laughs> I, we went to a school that did not have a lot of stuff in this, in like school spirit vibes. And I didn't go to the few things we had. Um, I can also just show you a general photo album. Um, this is life as an 80 pie. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, so, okay. You've, you've chosen your two. Sid liked her sorority, correct? Sid, Sid loved her sorority. Now in round four, this is the preference round. Okay. P&Ms will have up to two chapters to visit in person during round four. I have those four. two, yes. Preference round focuses on the deepest aspects of sorority life, sisterhood and ritual. Preference parties are the longest parties of recruitment, and P&M should gain a wholehearted understanding of their final chapters. I forgot to ask, do you have a recommendation letter for either of these? Like from someone? From someone who has been in the sorority. A family member. I'm a first generation college student, so no. Okay. No. (laughs) Unfortunately. I don't think my father uh, (laughs) was in a uh, fraternity when he briefly attended Penn State Abington. So... The final part of this, because yeah. as much University as- of Phoenix doesn't have, <laughs> as much as you have to choose your preference, they have to like me. They have to choose I- you. Back. I'm unlikable. So we are going to take a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh God! Called what sorority do you really belong in? And if you get either of the sororities that you have listed as your top two preferences, you will be in that sorority. If not, you do not fit the vibe of your top two preferences, and you will not be in a sorority. And I'm out eighty five dollars. <laughs> yeah. You're just out 85 bucks and like a whole week of my life. Yep. 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 All right. Pick your favorite color. Pink, blue, Pink. black, red, green, or purple. No. Did you think my opinion would change? <laughs> a little if bit. Yeah. more colors. Pick a philanthropic cause to support. Fuck. Visually impaired community, children's huh. hospitals, domestic violence, empowerment of women, youth education, or climate change. Ugh. I know it's not the right answer, but I would pick domestic violence. Okay. Pick your favorite flower. Violets, peonies, roses, tulips, pansies, or carnations. Roses. Pick your ideal Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Where is watching episodes three through ten of the romantic comedy series Our Flag Means Death? Going to a party? No. Eating out with friends? Netflix and chill, which I think they mean literally and not in a sex way. Oh. Cram session so you're free the rest of the weekend. Spa night. Game night with the girls. And you can count playing Smash with me as game night with the girls. I I mean, I guess, like, what would I be like? Oh, this would be fun. Like, a D&D campaign would be fun. That's game night with the girls. Game night with the girls? With the girls? Girls? 
What's your typical style? Athletic? Yes. Comfy? Vintage? Girl next door? Trendy or preppy? The athletic one. Athletic? I wear mostly athletic wear because I don't... Um, I think I, I like it because it makes me look like I'm in progress. So no one has to look at me and go, oh, this is the final state of her body. This she It looks like I'm actively We're gonna working on it. We're going to unpack that later. Anyway, pick your favorite dessert. <laughs> Tiramisu. Ice cream? Peach cobbler? Cheesecake? Creme pump- brulee. Pumpkin pie? Donuts? Chocolate cake? These all suck. You actively eat ice cream every night. Chocolate cake. Okay. <laughs> Finally, pick a random object. Heart? Gun. <laughs> <laughs> this is a write-in, right? Heart, four-leaf clover, crescent moon, harp, kite, or anchor. <laughs> okay, we're doing like a combination, right, of me and freshman year, me. Sure. I'm assuming I have not seen our flag of death, <laughs> which would mean that I would not pick the anchor. However, right now, gladly the anchor, the anchor, but I'll pick the heart because that okay. seems more that seems more loyal to what would be actually happening. I am sorry, you did not get chosen for one of your top two sororities. That's fine. Um, they, Unsurprising. They they put you as Delta Gamma. A what? Yeah. What the fuck did they just call me? <laughs> now, can you go back and you just change it to anger and see if that changes anything? Probably not, because the photo associated with this result on the BuzzFeed quiz is an anchor. Check anyway. <laughs> anyway, that, um, I told you my mini game was going to be fucking batshit. That was literally Mario and Sonic at the Sochi Olympic Winter Games. Anyway, she decides to apply to Harvard Law Who School. Who gets to pick between the Mario characters and the <laughs> Sonic characters and goes, I'm going with Sonic, BB. <laughs> the, uh, the manicurists we meet while currently at UCLA are, uh, I believe, of Chinese, Chinese descent women. because the one speaks fluent Mandarin, which I found funny. Good. I thought that was funny. Good. Uh, she decides to go to law school. Because she reads the magazine at Manic- Manicurist. Why would this be in the magazine? It was. It's like um like a wedding announcement that happens between Warner Huntington, the third brother, and, and a Vanderbilt. Yeah, probably Muffy Vanderbilt. She starts studying for the LSAT. Yes, and we see her go from a one forty three mm-hmm. hard cut. To a 179. 179. 179. Um, she has like a horrible, her guidance counselor's so mean to her. She's <laughs> like, I want to go to Harvard. And guidance counselor's like, no. She's like, that's a top three school. Which, fun fact, it is no longer a top three law school. Ooh. Yeah. Also, I, I understand that it's CULA, but UCLA is a good fucking school. Yeah, that's what they say in the in the musical is that they're like, yeah, she had a 4.0 at UCLA. Yeah. Like, that's not And they're like, nothing. oh, it's in, it's in fashion merchandising, and you did the history of polka dots. I'm like, well, if you offer that as a fucking class, like... <laughs> as of right now, it looks like the top three law schools are Yale, Stanford, and UChicago. Gets a 179. Yep. She is, like, missing out on sorority events. Like, she's... Basically, she's going to Harvard Law School to win Warner. She misses Greek Week, which I, I think is a big deal. I did not do that research. I'm assuming. <laughs> um... See, this sucks though, because now you I just guess, do back. We just do back to back mini games and then talk and then go into the plot intricacies of Legally Blonde. <sighs> I guess I don't. It is already eleven p.m. <laughs> where else am I going to fit this? I don't know. We didn't think this through. Um, I have a friend. We have a friend who went to law school. Did you text her and I ask sure her for did. it? I did see you had a recent conversation with her on your phone, but I wasn't going to ask. I about texted it. her and she sent me. Um, <laughs> a document called every LSAT ever dot zip um, and then went wait no these aren't that good do a logic one instead uh, so here we go BB Sabrina thank you for your contribution Sabrina I appreciate it so much that you tried um, 
that means the world to me. And though I did not go with what you told me and immediately just looked up LSAT logic scores and went for the first answer on Google, I do respect you as a person. They also say that the minimum to get into Harvard Law is a 175. And what is it out of? 180? Yeah, she gets an almost perfect score. Dude, what'd you get on your, uh, you didn't take the SAT. I took the ACT. I got a 34. I got a out of 36. You got an almost perfect SAT. I got, I got two questions wrong on my SAT. <laughs> so we're going to do uh, some LSAT questions. Okay. See if, you know, I am I going to get into the sorority now? Are you going to get into law school? No. Also probably not. No. So, you know, I it's barely fun. got into this school. However, I'm excited because I also have not done these. So I get to do them too. And we'll see how we do. Okay. I firmly believe I could take an LSAT right now and do very well. Because, we, to we, be fair... I'm a computer science maker. Yeah, we yeah. literally had to take a class We'd on take logic. logic. This um, is a, a thing that traditionally on the LSAT, music and uh, like STEM majors do quite well. Music majors do consistently mm-hmm. like among the best. I also, one, did very well on my GRE. Ooh. Um, also, we know some dumb people in law school. All right, uh, go ahead. <laughs> Um, Otherwise, we're never getting to the plot of this fucking movie. Look, I want to let you know that I have thought this through a little bit, and instead of doing the one I had earlier that had ten, we're going to do three. <laughs> we're going to do three. I think three works. I think three <laughs> makes sense for us. Three. Okay. Uh, so thank you, Cap Kaplan, for this. Um, is this is this the one? I think Sabrina told me to look at them. Nope, Khan Academy, she said, <laughs> but we're on Kaplan. Elsa, practice, practice question one. <laughs> Three-year-old Sarah and her playmate Michael are both ill mm-hmm. and have the same symptoms. Do they have rabies? <laughs> Since they play together every afternoon, Sarah probably has the same illness that Michael does. Since Michael definitely does not have a streptococcal mm-hmm. infection, uh, despite him having symptoms of one, uh, the illness that Sarah has is definitely not a uh, streptococcal infection either the reasoning in this argument is flawed because the argument a presupposes what it sets out to prove b mistakes the cause of a particular phenomenon for the effect of that phenomenon c fails to distinguish between acute streptococcal infections on the one hand and less severe i didn't think this would be so much requirement for me to be able to say this word less severe streptococcal infections on the other D, treats evidence that the conclusion is probably true as if the evidence establishes the certainty of the conclusion. Uh, E, makes a general claim based on particular examples that do not adequately represent the respective groups that are each intended to represent. So my gut feeling is it's either A or D. Um, A was it was wrong in like what it was setting out to prove. It presupposes what it sets out to prove. Which I think would be like... It's going out saying, since they play together, they're going to have the same right. disease, which cool, but not how children's diseases work, especially if they're both in school. Uh-huh. Um, and then D was, read D again. Treats evidence that the conclusion is probably true as if that evidence establishes the certainty of the conclusion. I'm going to go with A just because I don't like how that was worded. I was going to go with D. D is the Fuck. answer. Uh, so you want to check out the stem, you look for the logical flaw, whatever, evident. A is another way of accusing the author of employing circular reasoning, but the evidence and conclusion here are two different things. The argument doesn't assume or presuppose what it sets out to prove. The mistake here lies in the faulty connection between the evidence and conclusion, not in the fact that the evidence and conclusion are identical. Sure. Um, I make movies, and I haven't even done that yet. I'm laughing at these next two questions, um, and you'll understand why pretty quickly. The number of calories 
Fuck! The number of calories in a gram of refined cane sugar is the same as in an equal amount of fructose, the natural sugar found in fruits and vegetables. Therefore, a piece of candy made with a given amount of refined cane sugar is no higher in calories than a piece of fruit that contains an equal amount of fructose. The reasoning in this argument is flawed because the argument. A. Fails to consider the possibility that fruit might contain non-caloric nutrients that candy does not contain. B. Presupposes that all candy is made with a similar amount of sugar. C. Confuses one kind of sugar with another. D. Presupposes what it sets out to establish, that fruit does not differ from sugar-based candy in the number of calories each contains. E. Overlooks the possibility that sugar may not be the only calorie-containing ingredient in candy or fruit. E. Yeah, it's definitely E, right? Well, because um, the one where it's like, oh, it might have non-caloric things for it, it's like, yeah, but they were talking about caloric. (laughs) Well, they also said that the fruit might have it. Now, well, no, 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 the fruit's not the issue here. The correct answer is E, believe it or not. This, <laughs> this one sounds like something a candy manufacturer might try to put over on us. We know there's a flaw in here somewhere, and maybe your common sense knowledge of food and fruit, two different categories, helped you spot it. I, I do have intense knowledge of both of those. Uh, a, so they, they go through them. A, non-caloric. Hmm, non-caloric? Outside of the scope. Get rid of it. Uh, B, the argument compares the can- amount of candy amount of calories in candy with that in fruit, not the amount of sugar in different types of candy. There's no such confusion between the sugars. They didn't confuse the two sugars. Uh, And D has two problems, and I don't feel like reading it, but it's wrong. Cool. Question three. In order to increase production, ABC Company should implement a flex time schedule, which would allow individual employees some flexibility in deciding when to begin and end their workday. Studies have shown that working under flex time schedules is associated with increased employee morale. The argument depends on the assumption that A. The employees who prefer a flex time schedule are the most productive employees at ABC Company. B. An increase in the morale of ABC Company's employees could lead to increased production. C. Flex time schedules tend to be associated with reduced lateness and absenteeism. D. Employees are most productive during the parts of the day when all employees are present. Or E. Companies that are in competition with ABC Company also use a flex time schedule. B. I'm going to also go with B. Yes. I think I could be a lawyer. (laughs) Uh, The author argues that the implementation of a flex time schedule will increase production because... Yeah? Period. End of story. Kind of leaves us hanging, doesn't it? Cool, we did it. Wait, kind of, I kind of want to do like a couple more. Yeah, These yeah, are fun. Yeah. These are fun. Never mind. Completely forget what I said earlier. I want to go to the other one I, I had pulled up. Question one. Point one uh, is from someone named Laird. Pure research provides us with new technologies that contribute to saving lives. Even more worthwhile than this, however, is its role in expanding our knowledge and providing new unexplored ideas. Kim says, your priorities are mistaken. Saving lives is what counts most of all. Without pure research, medicine would not be as advanced as it is. Laird and Kim disagree on whether pure research, A, derives its significance in part from its providing new technologies, B, expands the boundaries of our knowledge of medicine, C, should have the saving of human lives as an important goal, D, has its most valuable achievements in medical applications, uh, or E, has any value apart from its role in providing new technologies to save lives. I'm not going to lie, I kind of blacked out for a second there. The funny thing is, I did too. (laughs) While reading, I blacked out. 
This question wants you to know which one of them disagrees on what. Uh, the first person layer identifies that, uh, you know, medical applications uh, and their role of expanding new providing ideas are both things that this does of these. Laird considers the second contribution to be more important. Uh, but Kim, that bitch, uh, maintains that, you know, nope, you're wrong. Saving lives is what counts most of all, obviously, says Kim. Since... Research saves lives through medical application. Kim disagrees with Laird about whether pure research has its most valuable achievements in medical applications. The correct response, therefore, is D. Fuck. I still think I could be a lawyer. I think I could be. I just don't think I'd be happy in it. I think I should be a lawyer. Okay. But I won't. Okay. I support you. Thank you. That's my (laughs) minigame. I got them all right. And that's important to me. <laughs> well, you know what you didn't get? Into Kai Omega. Into a sorority. I can't believe I'm not going to get murdered by Ted Bundy. Oh, that's your dream. Don't even pretend. I know. I'm saying, I said, I can't <laughs> believe it. I'm furious. Um, But Elle Woods got a 179. Got a 179. She has to give her... Uh, There's a whole section of this Wikipedia page. That's Delaney like raised her hand. Legal accuracy. And they're like, actually... Um, this is not how the application process works. I disagree. You would know more than I would because I did not apply to law school. I mean, I'm sure that- I decided to get a job. <laughs> They're like, oh, a video essay is not possible. I'm like, sure. Yeah, that obviously is not the- cur- The video essay was also dumb. I think she makes points. <laughs> she makes points. And I think it's very actually well cinema- Like, it's very well shot. It's well shot, she makes points. However, her ability to recall what happened on Days of Our Lives yesterday does not prove, logically, that but, she can recall facts. But she has, like, the right idea of being, like, I'm a president of a sorority. Yeah. Like, I, you know, can command a crowd. I, I'm organized. I put together all these events. Now, did the example she use exemplify that? No. no but but she that's why you go to law school. She had the spirit. She's a little confused. But, but she had the, the spirit. spirit. Um... It was also gorgeously shot. Yeah. Like, who, how did they get that overhead shot in the pool? Who took that? <laughs> I was going to specifically mention the overhead or shot. Or they're just floating. Like, I know so how they good. would have gotten that actually, but like in the world of the movie, who's doing that for them? <laughs> There's some like gorgeous color correction when she's still in Malibu, like when she's talking to her parents. The colors are so vibrant. Although, actually, I think that she does say that she hired a professional director to do her video essay. I think so, probably. So. She, she lives in UCLA. I'm sure her dad knows. She lives that. in UCLA? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The school that doesn't exist in this movie. And they're like, oh, there's no way to upload that on the law school application system. Shut the fuck up. That's not true. That's objectively untrue, I think. Because I think the Common App let you. LSAT doesn't use Common App. They, yeah, have, but, they have their own thing. But it, it, Common App changed. Yeah. It changes with the times. Mm-hmm. Now, Common App, you were able to upload a headshot. Yes. Um, I did not. Because I, this is an interesting experience I had that you probably didn't applying to schools, had to deal with affirmative action. Right. I was just like, I just won't include a picture of me and maybe I'll just sneak in. They won't notice. They did notice. I should have gotten into brown. <laughs> anyway. So the the thing with like her, the, the admission scene is I think they're trying to play it off as like, oh, all these guys just want her in because she's hot. And so they're making fake excuses. The guys made good points. But they made good points. And I think watching it now, I'm like, no, I think these guys are feminists. Yeah. In the musical, they're like, no, she's just pretty. But like, no, they're like, no, like she, she's passionate about music. Like she, right. her extracurricular list is super long. Like I think they're the true feminists. Yeah. And she has the same sparkly bikini in like eight colors, which I admire. I want it. I want that bikini. <laughs> 
Um, and she she gets in. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're going to let her in. And again, nowadays, applying to both med school and law school, I think med school more so than law school. I don't know law school as well. But having an interesting major really helps you. People go to my dad all the time and they're like, hey, how do I get into medical school? They're looking for business majors. And it's like, that's not true. They're looking for like... Media want, studies majors. They want diversity in the ways of thinking at this school. If yeah. everyone was a biochem major, we want, you know, right. some liberal arts education. Granted, in our... though, in med school, you do need to get your... There, there are... There are prerequisites. But there's like, it's four. Like, yeah. it's... it's uh, a, a lot of them now at least take special note of Yeah, I think halfway through college, I was considering trying to do... Yeah. Oh, I remember that. The prereqs for that. Anyway, she... <laughs> I was a kid where I put all of my value in my grades, and it did not pay off. You know who didn't do that? Elwoods. Well, and, and it did pay off for her. Yeah. So I'm saying that you're wrong. Delaney's saying, please hurry up and get back to the plot. It is 11.25 p.m. I'm very tired. <laughs> I came home from class and had to immediately start recording this episode, but we couldn't start immediately because Natalie was making pasta. I had mistimed my pasta. <laughs> yeah, no, so she gets in. Um, shows up she has movers smart girl that's what we decided should have happened for us i'm not moving again until i can hire people to do it for me i don't want to do it anymore it's hard to carry things and i don't like it what's crazy is that like she like does like this little orientation thing in like her little group where everyone's interested so why does everyone have another master's and a phd why is everyone my immediate thing is all the guys are so mean to this very hot girl (laughs) no they would not be they're like, oh my god, look at this girl with her big boobs and her fucking, like, BMW. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's things you make fun of someone for. Uh, she runs into Warner. We have the classic. He's like, you you, you go here? You, you, Har- got, you got into you Harvard got, you Law. You got into Harvard Law? What, like it's hard? Which is fantastic. But also, why are you wearing a bathrobe anyway? <laughs> I think she looks cute. She looks like she's um about to teach a class at Hogwarts. <laughs> She goes to her first class, which is with Holland Taylor, not with Callahan. Yes, correct. Um, cool little girl boss, female professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does kick her out of the class. Because she did not do the required reading. No. Which, come on, Elle. That's probably a new little pamphlet. Now, and not to mention, though, I will say this. Every class I've had that had required reading in college then gave you two weeks once you started the class yeah. to read it if yeah. you didn't read it. That's why like, I'm curious if Sabrina actually thinks this is... True, like because yeah. every every law class we've seen in this movie, the professor goes up to the board, writes writes a word, and then turns around and goes, "What is this?" Well, it's also funny to listen. I'm sure it's not accurate. I think my favorite is just the, the sheer amount of just spelling bee they do, kind of where they're like, "Word, use it in a sentence," and then they walk away, <laughs> and then they later yell at her for they're like, "Why are you treating like this? Like it's a vocab test. You're in fo- like you're in court well, she, and, and, for a murder trial." To be fair, she was in court for a murder trial, so I do understand. <laughs> I can understand the argument of maybe your uh, your seven months at law school were not enough to prepare you for this. Warner, this is another thing the musical changes. Warner is already engaged yes. to Vivian mm-hmm. by the time law school starts. Yes, he they dated in prep school and then broke up and then reconnected over the summer and immediately got They're like engaged. a uh, like a like an arranged situation. Yeah. I gathered. Um, um but yeah, and so We meet Vivian Kensington. Played by Selma Blair. Yes. She's a bitch. Me as hell. He's totally <laughs> an asshole. Which you know fair. But also every single professor in this movie will ask Elle a question and then immediately go to Vivian. I said this to you when we were watching it where I was like, I wonder if Callahan gets frustrated that every time he asks a question 
The, the, shoot a pointed glance. The student has to give a meaningful look to someone else in the room before <laughs> they answer every it. Every time Vivian answers every a question, time. she turns and looks for looks her. Looks at her. And then turns back around and puts her arm on Warner. Versus Elle will answer a question and then look at her. And they'll just sit there staring at each other. And I'm like, well, hold on now. Is he going to tell you if you got the answer right? Or Also, Warner chose an ugly ring. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. But then we meet Paulette. She meets- well, we, we, we do briefly meet Emmett. Who, oh, yeah. as we mentioned, is a bigger role in the musical. But like, she who, she, she who, gets Luke Wilson. What? Who is who is it going to be? <sighs> Delaney yes. ruined this movie for me by telling me this fact. Guys, I found out that they wanted Paul Bettany. Oh my <laughs> to god! To play Emmett. <laughs> but they thought that he should be American and not British. Which but- is strange to me, considering how little Luke Wilson speaks. It's a lot more just cutting to him reacting to things. Paul Bettany would have been too hot in this movie. I would have been too turned on. No. No such thing. No such thing. Um, Yes, we meet him briefly. He does a thing that I thought was how it worked and is not, where she tells him her schedule, and he knows every professor and the key to solving their classes. I could not do that. In grad in grad school, it's like the the people in the year above me did the same thing. If a first year came up to me and was like, hey, I have... um, well, in in, in a post, I'd be like, yikes. In in a post grad situation, there's also fewer teachers. You're usually right. all taking the same classes. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, we meet Paulette. She's a manicurist. She says, "Where well, she got a third tit?" <laughs> I want to know what happened that now every TikToker does that impression. It's just easy to do. It's an easy one. She's got a very specific way of talking. Kind of just like a raspy Canadian. She's not even Canadian, that's I know, the thing. I know, it just sounds like... Um, yeah, and she's like, oh, whatever. And the thing I do like, I will note too, is that Elle does not call her ugly. No, no. Elle says she could use a little bit of mascara and some highlights, but she's not unfortunate looking. And later she just says, you look constipated, maybe you should fix that. But that's because she's being a bitch. Yeah. That's a facial expression issue, not a bone structure issue. Oh yeah, I don't think anyone's... I think Elle calls bone. every girl she meets pretty. Sorry, I'm going back to the fact that I don't think anyone's bone structure makes them look constipated. I, I want that to be very clear. I don't know, it could. <laughs> it's just like a really intense resting bitch face, I guess. Um, we meet Callahan, who is the school's most respected teacher. Hot. Victor Garber's a fucking dill. <laughs> He's hot. Victor Garber's hot as hell. He's hot, and I stand by what I said during the musical, and I stand by it still. There is an alternate universe of this plot where they do just end up together. That was the first draft of this movie. Was it? Yeah, the first script for Legally Blonde was edgy and raunchy in a similar vein to American Pie, which would have also just have come out. The murder trial was not part of the plot, and the film ended with Elle getting into a relationship with a professor. Hot. <laughs> hot as hell. I played... Um, do you ever have high school story on your phone? No. Okay. I played this game, high school story. It was a high school story. Um, and then they came out with a Hollywood university version of it where you are a student at a Hollywood university. Uh, and one of the victorious. Yes. One of the things you can do is you can, uh, date like one of your teachers and it's such a well, it's so weirdly well-written and hot for a children's app. Uh, and so I entered college desperately wanting to fuck a professor. I do remember this. I was carnal. I was quite simply feral. Don't worry. I understand that that's not an appropriate way to feel about your professor. That's fine. <laughs> In a hypothetical world, I would fuck Callahan. So for some reason, Callahan is like, I take on first years to intern with a high profile case. That doesn't happen. No, he doesn't normally, though. 
Is it just because he needs the extra he help? He said he needs, case? which also doesn't happen. Why would you be like, well, this is an extra hard case because it's a murder case. Let me bring on some freshies. I bet some kids will do this. <laughs> would you trust a 22-year-old with your life? No, you shouldn't. You know, more so than like... Oh, a, like a 16-year-old? Well, then like, if it's like a super old, crusty white man who like is kind of pedophilic. I don't know, man. A 22-year-old guy? Okay, no, no. I would, I would want a girl. If it was a 22-year-old Reese Witherspoon yeah. versus Joe Biden representing <laughs> me in court, that's different. And then she, she like starts to work hard and be like, okay, so if I... If he's already engaged to Vivian, I just have to be better. They go I, to the... She's invited... Vivian invites her to that party. And then, like, lies and says it's a costume, a costume party. party. She shows up in an iconic outfit. Fucking great. And I want to dress up like her. I've dressed up as a Playboy bunny, but I have not dressed up as Elle Woods dressed as a Playboy bunny, and that still has to happen. And when she's there, he's kind of hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm never going to be good enough for you, am I? Yeah. Because he's like, you're not smart enough. She's like, I'm sorry, Am I, I think she says, am I huffing glue or did yeah. we... Or, or did we get into the same, same school? Same school. Like where we're in the same place. Um, so she starts studying. She gets a computer. She gets a computer. She has so many books. Such. And again, a, a thing that I really appreciate in this, as much as I love the musical and I love Emmett's role in the musical, it is kind of beautiful that... She does she, it on her own. She does it all on her own. It's all her. It's all just her. And then she's chosen for Callahan's internship. Yeah. Uh, because again, we have, why now? Why this sperm? Why now? Why, Why this sperm? sperm? Did he take a, keep a log of every, every sperm emission throughout his life? Because every ejaculation could be counted as child abandonment. Every uh, ejaculatory admission where the sperm is clearly not seeking an egg could be termed reckless abandonment. I'm weird. I have so many jobs right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't name anyone in, in the Senate. I, if you put a gun to my head right now, I could not name a single member of the Senate, but I can quote movies for some fucking reason. But she's chosen for the internship, um, and it's L. Warner, Vivian, and then Enid. I looked, I looked up this case. It's not, a, it's not a real case, from my understanding. Well, no, that'd be bonkers if it was. I just I want to talk With about that case. how this case plays out? No, not the one we're doing. I'm talking about the one, the, the sperm one. Oh, okay. Because the concept of it appears to be that it's a sperm donor who wants like parental wants visitation, parental visitation for the baby, for the baby, baby. <laughs> and they're like, well, precedent has shown that like um, this person did it or whatever, and it's like, yeah, but that guy was known to the parents. This is a dude who just donates sperm, and all of a sudden he wants to visit, like he wants rights to this kid. And they're like, well, the kid wouldn't exist without him, and I'm like, that's not how the f- I mean, like, hypothetically, that doesn't mean you get to go see it. It's such a weird, I'm, like, this is insane. Why now? Why this? Indiana V. Hearn, I think they call it. Sure. Um, is that your fun fact for this episode? No. That's the research you did? <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember. I think it might be Indiana V. Hearn. Um, but the the um, case that his interns are working on, Full-ass murder trial. A full murder trial. <laughs> Where everyone is lying on the stand. I am a true crime junkie. I fucking love true crime. Uh, so I feel quite confident in my ability to pick this case apart because I, I, I'm, I'm a true crime junkie, not in that I like listen to podcasts. I listen to 911 calls and watch court cases. We literally never even see Brooke on the stand. <laughs> yeah, they don't question her. They, like, they just... 
question they're like, everyone else. Her whole legal team shows up to the jail to talk to her in the jail, which <laughs> that's not right. Every single person lied on that stand. All of the kids show up. They're like, hey. They must have like all had a meeting over coffee where they like figured out this conspiracy. That's because the thing that's so weird. So like it's it's Brooke it's, is played by Ali Larder, who looks fine as all hell. I think our first repeat actor on the pod. Shout out to so Ali Larder. How, wait, so how Final Destination was also pre-9-11, correct? This would have been a year after being in Final Destination. She looks so cute. Now she is canonically like 24, 25, her character. So yes. it's not, it's not, I was like, it's so weird that she's so young. She has a 60 year old husband, had, sorry, past tense. <laughs> he was murdered. Hypothetically, she was found with the, she was found holding the gun. No, she had time to put away the gun. Chutney's story is that she was in the shower. She didn't hear the gun. She, saw she her came covered down. In blood. She saw her covered in blood standing over her dad's body. Yes, correct. Chutney. First of all, I don't know who Who's named her kid Chutney. I don't know whose idea it was to name her Chutney, but I fucking love it. Because um, it's so fucking dumb. Played by Linda Cardellini. Yeah, who does great. <laughs> she does a great job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, her story as but, the, the then, daughter of this man. Well, and Brooke is a prominent fitness instructor that right. Elle has taken classes with. She loves mm-hmm. her. And they're in the same sorority. Well, she And so immediately they're like, oh, she's a gold digger because she's 24, 25 with a 60-year-old man. Mm-hmm mean <laughs> also you can be right that's not she's gonna kill him that's i i just want to say i'm not completely baffled by the idea of someone who is young being in love with someone who is 25 years their senior 35 years their senior what's that math correct i don't I, uh, no 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 restarby's under 50 yes okay so 25 so an extra 10 is not that shocking and they, and they're like, oh, she's a gold digger, but she, she's rich on her own. She has her own money. Mm-hmm. And Callahan's like, no one's going to believe that you liked him. And she goes, well, why don't you show a picture of his dick? And I go, man, I bet this dude, I want to meet this dude. He seems like he'd be really cool. I can't because he's dead, but he seems pretty <laughs> dope. No, she also refuses to pr- provide an alibi. <laughs> Which I get because she doesn't want to ruin her reputation. But first of all, it doesn't look like um, this is being televised or anything. This is not the OJ trial. Objectively, the police would have figured this out already and she wouldn't be under arrest. Yeah. the poli- It's the police's job to figure out where you were when things happened. She was getting liposuction is her alibi and she can't uh, say that because... She was at the doctor. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> the issue is not that she has to deliver that alibi to like... The case would not need to happen <laughs> if she has like video proof <laughs> there is there a, is a doctor's a office that has proof she was there it's well documented when you go to a doctor's <laughs> office <laughs> um but l finds this out because uh they're both delta news and so l's like i will keep your secret i promise yes. like and vivian uh like respects it she's like i yeah. I respect that you are keeping a positive relationship with the client and warner's then, like fucker who cares and then they have this beautiful little moment such a cute scene where she's like by the way he his daddy had to pay for him to get in he got waitlisted and she's like laughing but like stopping herself from laughing yeah she clearly hasn't like talked to yeah. like a girl in a minute. Yeah. And it's a girl who dated who dated her boyfriend, yeah. so she knows that he's a fucking loser. Yeah. There's there's a solidarity with It's a really cute dog. And she's like, You wanna hold him? And she's like, Yeah. And it's precious. I wanna say rest in peace to Mooney the Chihuahua who died in twenty sixteen at eighteen years old. Oh yeah, small small dogs the smaller the dog, the longer they live. Mooney the Chihuahua lived a long time. He was in all three seek like he was in all three yeah. legally blonde it's movies. It's similar to tall people. The blood doesn't need to pump as much. 
Great Danes live on average eight years. Yes, that is true. I, I actually did. A chihuahua that. can live up to, I think, like 25. Elle says she won't do the alibi, and so he's mad at her. And then they're like, oh, we just found out where uh, the ex-wife is. She's at the spa. Elle's like, I'll do it. And goes with Owen Wilson. Ex-wife's a bit... Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. No, she's just with Owen Wilson. <laughs> Owen Wilson's actually in the chair next door. <laughs> he's just also there. He's getting his roots done. Um. <laughs> Why did they both need to be actors? They're both so similar. <laughs> like, they're both very close in their acting. Apparently, while casting... Um, the director said, why aren't we just casting Luke Wilson to play Luke Wilson? To which I say, you read this script and went, I know. This is Luke Wilson. <laughs> like, we're saying that there's no other man who could have played this part. We're saying that you- I'm not saying that Luke Wilson did a bad job. I'm sorry. No, yeah. You're you're telling me that you read something and went, this is clearly <laughs> Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. All the traits, the well-known traits <laughs> of Luke Wilson. He had not been in the Royal Tenenbaums yet. He, like- <laughs> I think this dude just liked Luke Wilson. <laughs> or maybe he thought he was he mixed him up with Owen Wilson. Emmett, at this point, has also taken notice of Elle's potential. That's it. Like that's the Yeah, their their romance is really not. Although it is cute. Really she's like, you're being out. a butthead. And he's like, what, No one's me called a me a butthead. No one's called me a butthead grade. since the ninth grade. I he's do like, like not that. your face. <laughs> and then he pushes <laughs> her out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and Elwood's Died and that's day. the end of it. It's crazy. <laughs> and then the scene of them interviewing the stepmom, the ex-wife is completely useless. Completely useless. And then the ex-wife gets on the stand. Also, just again, this is what I'm saying. Her chutney and fucking en- Enrique must have just like sat down and been like, "We want to ruin this woman's life. What benefit does anyone other than Chutney have lying on the stand?" Right. What is the ex-wife getting? Well, out I of guess this? the ex-wife's protecting her daughter. Sure. It's it's weird. It's weird because it is so like they go to do the trial because this is it, honestly if this sounds like a weird case because it's, it's not at all formatted the way a case will be formatted. <laughs> they're they're doing their trial. Um, we see we don't see Chutney till the end. So first they're interviewing the ex-wife and she's like, oh no, we see Chutney before then. Oh, we do. Yeah, because she's like I I saw clearly her not memorable. standing over his dead body covered in blood, and the ex-wife is like, uh have you seen the pool boy to oh, she said that to them and so mm-hmm. the the story is that the pool boy has a skimpy little thong outfit and that he and brooke are sleeping together and then he runs into Elle in the hallway and says those are so last year prada don't and stop L- your last year L- your last season Prada shoes at me honey Elle power walks and she goes he's gay now, and Luke Wilson respectfully goes, I understand why you think this, but we literally cannot just go this. We cannot out this man. That's crazy. <laughs> However, it is. I mean, that's that, that would that would absolutely put a hole in his story. <laughs> hole. Um, um, you know, what also puts a hole in his story. His boyfriend, Chuck. Why being there? is Chuck there? <laughs> because so, what Luke Wilson does is he goes up and he's like, so how long? Like. How long have you been sleeping? Like he How kind long of rapid have you fire questions. Date? How long you've been together? What's your boyfriend's name? And he goes Chuck. Chuck. And he goes, wait, no, I, I, I thought you just meant my friend who is a boy. And, and then master, Chuck. master comedian Chuck stands up, <laughs> you bitch, and leaves. And I want to follow Chuck in his story. <laughs> now this raises so many questions for me, which is why is Chuck there? And if Chuck is, it did go. Did he go without telling? Is his, name, his name's Enrique? Yeah. Did he go without telling him? Or does he know that they're there and thus must know that Enrique is openly lying on the stand and that's a federal crime? <laughs> but he still decides to stand up and be furious. <laughs> and literally... 
fucking like gets him for perjury. <laughs> like he called he called his boyfriend perjuring himself and pop like in front of everyone. That's definitely gonna lead to a breakup. You I don't know, man. He wanted to run after Chuck. And then everyone's like, oh my god, Elle was right. Um, yeah, and, and this so is... that kind of ruins the Enrique's story of him sleeping with Brooke, because bisexual men didn't exist in no, 2001. No, those were invented in 2011 to um, make Obama angry. To end the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're like leaving for the day, and that's when Callahan pulls Elle into his office and like starts just like gently touching her thigh. It is interesting, because I... Uh, in the musical, it's much more explicit. Yeah. He grabs her, kisses her, and then fires her when she doesn't reciprocate. In this one, it's much more real. It's much, it's, it's not, I honestly, like, that's the fuck thing is I was like, this feels not that he, bad. He just kind of like puts his hand like on her thigh and like. He's like, I know what I want. I'm someone who knows what I want. Touches her thigh. Now, maybe the issue, me even, maybe the issue is that I would have fucked him. But <laughs> he's daddy as hell. But he essentially is like, doesn't even, he never says that he only gave her the internship because she was pretty. And she draws that conclusion and she's not wrong, but she also, he also did, I think, respect her a little bit. Yeah. He just also wanted to sleep with her. Right. Uh, And so she says, I'm leaving because I only got this because he tried to sleep with me, which is like, again. Well, and then Vivian kind of like walks over and sees him with his hand on her thigh. And as Elle is like crying in this elevator, Vivian holds open the doors and goes, you really had me fooled. Why don't you just try sleep sleeping with the, jury? with the jury that'll win our case? All twelve of them? <laughs> the jury doesn't do shit. All twelve of the angry men. <laughs> this case finishes. They do not ask the jury a single this thing. This is not a jury trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she almost is about to go home to California. She goes. Luke Wilson does a terrible job trying to convince <laughs> her to stay. No, don't. You know who does a great job? Oh no, Christian Boro. Oh no. <laughs> But she goes to, like, tell Paulette goodbye. And <laughs> almost in, like, a musical theater fashion where she's, like, holding, like, a large newspaper up she, in front of her face. She's turned. She's seen, <laughs> a lot she, of the voice. She sees them in the mirror, and then they turn her, and you see that it's the, the female professor. It's Holland Taylor. And she's and like, she, if you're going to let one prick ruin your life, you're not the girl I thought you were. And then leaves without paying. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets me, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what nondescript thing she was getting done to her hair. Also, we did not cover... Kyle? We did not cover Kyle. Now, his name is UPS guy in the movie. He does not have an actual (laughs) name. It's just UPS guy. We did not cover the bend and snap. We did not cover the Paulette dog subplot. But that... You all all know this. She lost her dog. Elle got it back for her. She's taking the dog, dumbass. Learned how to bend over and pick things up. And I don't understand the bend and snap. I understand the bend part and the up part. I don't understand why... the hands at the... I don't understand why we have to have little T-Rex arms. Little, little, when, we, when we bend and snap, why so, we bend and then we become a little T-Rex. Where does the thing I'm picking up go? <laughs> it's just in your little T-Rex so, arms. I'm assuming I had to pick something up. Yeah, you're, you're holding him in your little T-Rex hands. Because <laughs> Paulette drops a stylus. So where does that leave her with needing to then use the pen if she's holding it in the little and, and if the And if the arms go very tightly in here, how did she punch him in the face? She did her wrong. But um, now this dude, 
absolutely eye fucks Paulette though, and I appreciate that from him. He looks her up, down, and sideways every time he's there. Did you notice when um, Elle's like, "Yeah, people just see me as blonde with big boobs, and like that's all they see me as." And Paulette looks down at her boobs and then back up. And I don't know if that was a conscious choice by Jennifer Coolidge, but I really liked it. Or she just was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, you're you're right." It was like, "I gotta look for myself." Her boobs aren't that big. Yeah, they're like, they're big in comparison for how tiny she is, I guess, but like not even that big. C cup. They're bigger than mine. No, don't say whatever you're thinking of saying. I don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> so I just decided to be quiet. <laughs> um, they L gets to cross-examine Brooke's stepdaughter because uh, Luke Wilson <laughs> and Vivian go to Brooke and they're like, Hey, Callahan was hitting on her. Brooke goes, fuck that, he's fired. Well, first Vivian Which goes- you're not allowed to do. Vivian goes, they were really cozy, weren't they? And Luke just turns at her and goes, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And turns back and I would start crying. <laughs> if I were her and not, I would have started crying. And Luke crying. Wilson spoke to you like, <laughs> like It's the angriest I think I've ever seen him. I was like, oh my gosh. And all those times you've seen Luke Wilson. <laughs> I see him all the time in my dreams. Um, but she basically- He goes, fuck that guy, I hate yeah, him. Yeah, she fires him and then replaces him with Elle. And because- there's section 303 Whatever that the fuck it is. she can... Now David shows it to them. Thank God David's there. Uh, David's father, um, not David the character. David but... the character's father died? <laughs> David's actually a very tragic character. David's very, it's actually a tragic comedy. <laughs> um, the actor who plays uh, David is named Osgood Perkins. What? Um, his father is Anthony Perkins, who played fucking um, Bates in uh, Psycho. He played Norman Bates. His dad is Norman Bates. I thought this guy looked like Will Ferrell. Yeah, you sure did. Anyway, um, but there's like a Massachusetts Supreme Court ruling that law students can represent clients if they do so under the supervision of a licensed attorney. Apparently, this only applies to third year law students, but we just skip, skip right, right over, over it. it. And it's interesting because I did look this up because you can't—you are allowed to represent yourself in a court of law. Yeah. You don't have to be an attorney. However, right. you do legally have to have a licensed attorney defend you, which is interesting to me. Um, but the idea is that if you, you're like, oh, I want someone else to do it, you have the legal right to an attorney. And if you can't provide one, one's provided for you. Right. So if you can't provide a licensed attorney, they'll just fucking give you one. Yeah. Um, um, you're also not allowed to just fire your lawyer in in the law room oh no you are <laughs> trust me you are you absolutely are the sheer number of serial killers who fire their attorneys openly and then represent themselves just right then and there is is absolutely astonishing i think that the rule that you're allowed to represent yourself in court was made just because the judge wanted to see something funny <laughs> Um, but they start to cross-examine Why Chitney. couldn't Emmett just be her lawyer? Why did it have to be this whole complicated-ass thing? Um, I don't think Emmett knows what's going on. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, well, because I think Brooke was like, no, I want Elle. Um, right, but she is not a lawyer, unfortunately. <laughs> and they, they catch her in a lie because her whole story is that she didn't hear the gunshot because she was in the shower. Yes, washing came, her hair. Came out of the it. shower and Brooke was standing over her father's body. But she mentions that she got a perm that day, and she's been getting perms two, two a year since I was twelve. You do, do the, the math. math. So it's like thirty perms in her life, and so she should know that you do not get your perm wet. It's the cardinal rule of perm maintenance. Within twenty-four hours, water deactivates the no 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 ammonium. Uh huh. Ammonium thioglycolate. Thioglycolate. Yeah. 
<laughs> and completely ruins it. That's the musical. That's not the actual quote. Ruins um, it. Uh, and since her curls are still intact, she could not have been in the shower. And then Chutney, instead of ch- Chutney, just admits it. Chutney, Chutney openly p- screams, admits it. Sc- like in in pure throes of passion. I'm goes, f- I thought it was you walking in the door. Um, I don't know that Elle would be allowed to question her the way she did. She's definitely not. I've definitely watched a video. I'm pretty sure you have to let them answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely watched a video like analyzing this scene from a lawyer's perspective, and they're like, "Look, you know, it's so for the plot. You are allowed to when you cross-examine. You can be a fucking asshole, and you can ask leading questions. You're not allowed to ask leading questions when you are giving a direct examination. Mm-hmm. So her lawyer could not have been like, "You did not hear it because you were in the shower." Correct. Right. But Elle can do whatever the fuck she wants. Now, if her lawyer was worth anything, she would have objected probably a few times. Mainly, I mean, she does object when she just starts a completely unrelated story about her friend getting a perm. But like, maybe this is a murder trial. There's like stuff they got to do. So yeah, she openly admits it. Now, you also, the other thing is that you would practice this. (laughs) Usually you kind of run it. If you have the ability, your direct examination witnesses, you're going to kind of talk to them and be like, hey, what are you going to say up there? I think um, Elle knew that uh, Chutney would just admit to a crime. And apparently also knew that in this world, that's enough to completely end the trial. The judge goes, case adjourned. She's guilty. No jury. No. Again, Brooke has not been on the stand. That is so not how it would work. Now, again, the jury would still have to convene. Now, do I understand that this is because... This is not a law movie. Like, do I care that this is legally inaccurate? No, not no. really. But it's, it's very it's, funny. It's comically inaccurate. <laughs> the idea that the judge just goes, well, um, cool. Brooke, you're free to go. <laughs> Bye. Um, and then the trial's just over. Over. Completely over. Now, and, uh, so it's complete. <laughs> we have double jeopardy. Brooke can't be tried again. <laughs> also, what happened to those... Three people who lied on the stand committed a felony. Brooke cannot be tried again. <laughs> I understand that someone else admitted to it, but that's not proof enough. <laughs> she still is being shady as hell and won't tell us where she was. <laughs> um, and so Chutney is sent to jail and... L is like leaving the case and like has reporters coming up to be like... Which, what, what the fuck? How, so is... This is a huge case. Like, is this a, like, I guess it's clearly publicized up, down, and sideways, which means you would think people would go, wait a minute. That's not how trials work. (laughs) We did not ask the jury. I'm sorry. And jury goes, I'm sorry. I took off work for this. Yeah. I was good to go. Um, And then. I had to listen to you talk about that, that man's thong for so long. And I don't even get my opinion on this case. Warner comes up to Ellen and goes, please. (laughs) Can I kiss you, please, again? Hey, sugar tits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because now she has proven herself. And he's like, well, that's all I needed. And she says, no. Um, Apparently Vivian also just dumps him at some point. She goes, if I want to be a partner by the time I'm 30, I need a boyfriend who isn't a total, I think, blockhead. Complete bonehead. Bonehead. (laughs) Damn it. I'm going to die now. (laughs) Oh, God, I failed. But this whole thing ends. Like, we just, like, cut to three years in the future. They're graduating. They're graduating. Elle is the... 
valedictorian. I I guess they do have valedictorians in law school. I don't know. I know that they have like top of your class. I'm not sure that they go that far. I know for like my program, you have to volunteer to be the graduation speaker because no one wants to do it. In my school, even my high school, um, the valedictorian did not get to immediately speak. We had to apply with speeches. I made it to the second round and then they went, get out of here. Oh no, for us, they just went, you're the valedictorian, you're speaking. No, you know who tends to not be a great, the smartest person, in the charismatic class. speaker, <laughs> um, tends to be the valedictorian. They announced that this is the graduation of the Harvard Law School class of two thousand four. Two thousand four. I was not even in kindergarten. Colin Jost graduated from Harvard in two thousand four. <laughs> I made this point. And you laughed at me and then looked it up and were shocked. Well, because for the musical it doesn't line up as well, but for this it lines up perfectly, assuming that undergrads were con- like convening with law students in some yeah. shape or fashion. But like he he worked for the fucking um the National Lampoon, so I'm sure he talked to law students. <laughs> Pete Pete Buttigieg would also have been there. <laughs> And so I, that's, that's all I have to say, is that um, as Elle Woods is giving this graduation speech, Colin Jost is also graduating from Harvard the same With year. a degree in history and a focus on Russian literature. Russian literature. He wrote his thesis on Nabokov. Which I immediately went, that's the writer of Lolita. Natalie hates Lolita. I fucking hate Lolita. <laughs> Lolita is the only book that I read in our banned books class that we took together, which is how we met. It was the first book we read. She did not read a single book. After I didn't need to because at the end we were allowed to write our. We had to write an essay on Lolita, and then we were allowed to write our final essay on anything we wanted. So I just did Lolita again, and I got I think the same grade as you. Yeah. No, I think you might have done better than me. I might have done better than you. I got an A minus. I think. I think you got an A. I think I got an A. Even though you wrote your final essay in the complete wrong citation format. I did. Bullshit. Anyway, but at at the graduation we have like. Yeah, I don't this- know why I tried to do a different <laughs> citation format. Just stick with MLA. Why would you try Chicago, Natalie? Why would you do that? Because your professor, who is a German citizen, will then email you and go, "What the fuck is this?" It is now Thursday, and we started recording this on Wednesday. Um. Anyway, at the graduation we see like a little. Where are they now? She gives a little speech. Gives a little speech, and they um, do yeah the weird text. And I'm uh, where it's like Warner graduated with no job, no prospects, and no girlfriend. Well, he still graduated though, so good for him. Uh, Vivian and Elle are friends. Emmett's gonna propose to her. <laughs> That's they're like Emmett and Elle have been dating for two years. Cuts away to just like her face. Cuts back to him <laughs> clapping. Emmett, Emmett is, is going, going to, propose. to propose to Elle. Cuts back to Elle. Cuts back to him tonight. tonight. <laughs> Cuts back to Elle, and I'm like, well. <laughs> While Luke Wilson is also doing this kind of, the, this movie is kind of a, a piece of resistance, which is I fucking. In that final scene, because they had to refilm the ending of this movie, uh, both of them are wearing wigs because both of them had moved on to different film projects that required them to change their hair. So Luke Wilson is just in a Luke Wilson wig. It's fine. It looks, I don't pay much attention to Luke Wilson in this movie. Wreath? 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 Was this, where was this in Reese Witherspoon's career? Um, she She was... Um, known. Um, they read the script with her in mind. Um, she had been acting since she was a teenager. Again, in 1999, she was in Cruel Intentions. Um, and this gave her wider recognition, but she was still, like, yeah. in Hollywood. But this was, like, her biggest movie at the time. Yeah. This and then was pre- the next, Sweet Home Alabama? This was the year before Sweet Home Alabama. Gotcha. Um, and then in 2005, four years later, she would have, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress for playing June Carter Cash in the musical biopic Walk the Line. This movie is 
flawless. I love this movie. It's a very good movie. I and it did and it did movie. very well, uh like critically and box office wise. Two sequels, I don't think either of which are good. But what? You don't think Red, White and Blonde or Legally Blonder is Legally Blondes? Legally Blondes. With the two oh like the Bachelorettes. Fuck- with the two fucking twins from those episodes of Sweet Love. And they're British, Kirby. I yep. think. Mm-hmm. That follows the Grease too. Yeah. Uh, logic of sequels, which is, you know what we'll do? Same story, but making British. This grossed $141 million worldwide on an $18 million budget. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, baby. There technically is a third film announced. I don't know how much production it's gone into. I fucking doubt it. Although then again, I would never have thought that an Enchanted sequel was about to come out. So who fucking knows? And yeah, everyone in this movie gave their all and everyone is still famous and everyone is still unproblematic i'm pretty sure unless victor garber did something i'm unaware of who callahan gotcha <laughs> he looks like he would he was in titanic he's also a dolf oh is he is he the dad no he's the captain oh i knew i recognized him he's also in um slips in seattle <laughs> he's actively in a movie we have watched together i did not recognize him from that <laughs> i can guarantee you <laughs> blacked out for sleeps in seattle um, I love Tony Award, not Tony, what? Tony Award winner, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I love newly minted Emmy winner, Jennifer Coolidge. Selma Blair, I respect her a lot because she has um, been diagnosed with MS and has been dealing with MS the past few years. And it's about to be on Dancing with the Stars. She was actually, I think, one of, if not my first female crush. Because of cruel intentions? Yeah. 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 12-year-old me kissing. All of it, really. <laughs> 12-year-old me really liked Cruel Intentions, but only the trailer, because I wouldn't watch the movie, because I didn't want my parents to see it on the DVR. I know I was thinking dirty thoughts <laughs> about Selma Blair. Um, so yeah, Selma Blair's great. Um, she played Kris Jenner in that um, um, Ryan Murphy OJ series. <laughs> Um, which actually leads us into uh, the next point, which is, what is our movie for next week? It's the uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> it's, it's just a documentary of the O.J. Simpson trial. It's actually just, <laughs> we're going to watch the O.J. trial. Um, oh, hold on. Let's do, let's do what we learned. Okay. Well, so what did you learn? I learned that this movie's fucking fantastic. I learned that we don't have to force a movie to be feel-good feminist. I love how pleasantly surprised you were. Just, I like knew I liked this movie, but re-watching it, especially mm-hmm. like... When I was like in a bad mood, re- it really shows you how it can like pick you up. That's a good, good um, no, I feel like it's as easy as just writing a smart female character, and we don't have to like try too hard to make it a feminist thing. Like, let's just put women in lead roles mm-hmm. where they're smart. I mean, I think on a technicality, this wouldn't even pass the Bechdel test. Probably not, but I like. Bechdel I also test is fucking flawed. I hate the Bechdel test, Alison Bechdel. If you're listening to this, I love you. Hate your test. Test stuff. What did you learn? I learned that Macs used to look fucking dope. You really want one of those old Macs. So the other thing I like too is that she was the only one who had one. They sell them at Harvard, but when you go, when you look, she has her little orange and white goofy looking Mac, and everyone else, I guess, is on a Dell because they're boring East Coasters who only use Dells. Uh, we also didn't talk about the fact that um, she goes, guys, I'm going to Harvard, and they go, oh, on vacation. Who's vacationing to Cambridge, Massachusetts? Road trip. Road trip to Cambridge Mass. Anything else you learned? I don't think so. I think I really just was fascinated by that. I know this movie up, down, and sideways. I was just really, I was really into that Mac. 
<laughs> watching this movie again with the thing that big thing that has changed in my life since watching it is that now I'm an iOS developer. <laughs> I really just mostly clocked the Mac. The Mac was fun. Um, and Reese Thurston's hair is gorgeous. Yeah. It's She's so just full, so cute. So thick. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. This movie is still relevant. This, again, this movie fucking holds up. Great movie. This movie came out pre-9-11 and it still holds up. How many movies can you say that about? Not Final Destination considering <laughs> what it's set out to be. <laughs> we also did, we recently saw Nope, which Jordan also tried Peele to be wanted to be the, the Jaws, quote, of, the jaws of the Sky. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> it's, that's enough. That's enough of that. I did like it though, but um, I have never seen Jaws. And yet, okay, or Jurassic we're not, Park. We're not getting into this. It's she's come never on. seen Jaws, and yet they're in the little slickers. Like, come on. <laughs> she spent half an hour explaining to me how the entire third act of Nope was just all a full reference to it Jaws. It is. It is. But again, you say it with such confidence. Yes, because I know the basics. <laughs> it can be an like okay. if it's obvious enough that I noticed it. It's obvious. It's what I would argue. At that point, it's an homage. It's not all like... but them being on a fucking boat. Well, yeah, but Jordan Peele also has said like directly, like it is the third act is Jaws. <laughs> I know, but the the way you phrased it, you're like, yeah, the Jaws reference when it's just <laughs> I caught that Jaws reference. A creature feature, like it's <laughs> I caught that Jaws reference. <laughs> the the one character, the the cinematographer in Nope is just a Jaws reference. Sure, I know that he has a plot purpose too, but uh, honestly, does he? How does he affect the plot other than just being a Jaws reference? He affects the theme because he's the one where he he's not in it for the spectacle. He's in it for the art. He wants to get the anyway. perfect shot of the spectacle. But he's willing to die for it. Like he doesn't want anyone. Like he's not doing it for the audience. He helps no one. Their situation's made. Uh, it's not even made worse. Their situation remains completely the same. This is not a podcast about Nope. When he was alive and dead, nothing changed. His life passed in Nope with no meaning. <laughs> The song Disappear from Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> is actually about that guy from Nope. No one deserves to be forgotten. No one deserves <laughs> to fade away. Next week's a Delaney's Choice. Next week is a Delaney's Choice. And I'm going full Agent of Chaos, I think. Yes. I think a week ago, or yeah. like this past week, um, Disney Plus released oh God. its live action remake of Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. And that's going to be my movie next now, week. Now, look, I know I have not done my job for the past, like, four episodes, at least. Chippendale, I didn't do any research. Nope. Last two movies, really no research. This one, This nope. one, I just relied on my uh, ability to <laughs> understand vibes. things. Pure vibes. Pure vibes. What the fuck am I supposed to research for Pinocchio? Don't say dolls. Fuck you. Fuck you. Actually. <laughs> go to hell. Every morning I wake up and I hope you're dead. <laughs> Which is crazy, because we live together. <laughs> Yeah, I pay 50% of this rent. <laughs> like, um, I so hope my computer's not ruined from spilling a whole glass of champagne on it. The O button has stopped lighting up. <laughs> we'll see what happens, fam. It's all right, I'm in a prison of my own creation. <laughs> Everything that went wrong was Natalie's fault. This was entirely me. Zero of the things that went wrong were based on decisions I made. They simply were not. However, should it turn out any of those sororities were historically black sororities, <laughs> Delaney, it's Delaney's head. It's, it's true. It's her ass. That's true. It's nothing to do with me. That's entirely <laughs> going to be her problem. Oh, everyone go watch Legally Blonde. I just, you know, watch it. Or watch the musical or watch both. Watch both. Do a double feature. Sit down, put on something pink. Mm -hmm. God, I love pink. Legally Blonde is when I learned it was okay to like pink. 
Yeah. Didn't, I grew up thinking that you couldn't like pink. I didn't wear, I refused to wear dresses to school until senior year of high school. Both, both of us, we would consider our favorite color pink. Yeah, I love pink. Yeah. Well, I'm a, mine is like pink and yellow are kind of tied. Uh, yeah, yellow is like your color. Yeah. Like your vibe. I love pink. I used to be like, I like purple, which is what every girl who doesn't want to have to say that they like pink. Yeah. When your favorite color is magenta, you like pink. I always said mine was red purple. Like, like, true, like a like red pink. violet. Yeah. Like, you know how pink is. <laughs> um, pink is beautiful. There's so many shades of it. Look over there, just over there, all those shades of pink. <laughs> well, w- one of those shades of pink is the the things that knocked over our glass of champagne. And that's the... It's the, the other is a box of crumble cookies. It's the chaos of it all, you know? <laughs> you can't control it. It simply lives. The energy on this is going to drop so severely halfway through. Please don't stop listening. It is 12.15 in the morning. We'll see you all next week. If you like week. the audio quad- quality, comment on Delaney's TikTok. Where can we find you? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> you can find um, the pod on TikTok at Stop Your Ruining It. You can find me on TikTok at Saved by the Dells. You can find me on Instagram at Delaney Sears. Uh, follow me on Letterboxd. I think I'm funny. I think that's also at Delaney Sears. You can't find me anywhere. Or at D Sears. I don't know. You can also just find me. Please don't. However, can you please, if you liked the audio quality in this, please comment on either Delaney's personal TikTok or the or the pod TikTok. Either one, I don't care. Just tell it I did a good job. If you want to give me a hug, no. you want to find me and not we are, you. We are in monkeypox. You're not going to ask you strangers to give you a hug. Find me in North Hollywood and give me a. Do hug. not I ask strangers it. in North Hollywood to hug you. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Yeah, see you guys. Bye. Bye.